Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. She's talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did, did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes? Yep. Catch me outside, how about that? Huh? Catch me outside, how about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. Catch her outside means she'll go outside and do what she has to do. That's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is okay, all, yeah. This is all, but don't you see that this is all mouth? This is mouth. Oh, so you want to take this outside? Because I think they can bring cameras outside. Really? Because I think I flipped you. You want to do it again? Danny, don't get all tough. Please don't. This is not the place hey, and this is not the place. Sit down. Sit down. All right, Danny. Sit down. Flip me now. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode seven of the Sleazy Podcast. I've been on an extended break for quite some time, but I'm finally back. I've got Jono here today. Um, you just listened to Cash Me Outside. How about that? How about that, Jono? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the quite the feat there that she has. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like how her mom was her personal translator. Through yeah, her. yeah, he definitely needed her to be there just to, just to translate. Yeah, an educated person cannot understand that primitive uh, speaking. <laughs> but uh, we've got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials, uh, 24, and whatever else comes to mind. Um, so this episode is sponsored by Fox. So Not really. This episode <laughs> is sponsored by NerdKO.com. We'll get you some sweet gear there, some some nice shirts, keychains, lanyards, book bags. Just don't buy anything from me if you live in Australia because I cannot afford to ship it to you. Yeah, shipping costs more than the price of the item. Which yes, is crazy. Yeah, it was going to be ninety five dollars to ship a book bag to them, but uh, so we took that option off the website. <laughs> but, so, sorry, Australia. Yeah, sorry, Australia. Yeah, not just for Donald Trump either, but. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so let's start off with who did you think was going to win the Super Bowl first? Well, I uh, obviously I, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan, as, as anybody who knows me knows. And uh, so I hate the Patriots, so I was rooting for the Falcons like crazy. Um, I was feeling good for uh, for most of that game. Um and uh, but it just it just was not to be. It, it ended up being one of the best like football games ever. One of the best, obviously the probably the best Super Bowl, Super Bowl game ever. Uh, it, it's it was it was incredible. I I, I I I can't imagine what you must feel like if you're if you're like a Falcons fan like yeah watching that and going through like like feeling like. Uh, You've won the Super Bowl. Like, there's no way they're gonna come back. Like, because they said that the biggest comeback ever in the Super Bowl was 10 points, and so they were up. What was it? What 21 points or whatever? 25 points. 20, yeah, 25. They was, blew a 25 point lead. And and it's like I, I don't even I can't even comprehend that like that feeling of, of, of being up by that much and, and like just feeling like you've secured it when, as well as they were running the ball and passing. Well, it was like New England couldn't stop them at all in the first half. Just seeing Arthur Blank. Celebrating in the owner's box. Yeah, and then and he came down on the sideline, down yeah. on the field in the third quarter, and celebrating as if the game was over. And then the look on his face when the Patriots were scoring the two point conversion. And yeah, that that was gut wrenching. Like yeah. seeing seeing him come down. Like cause usually the owners will do that once you know, you're about to win the game. They'll come yeah. down and get ready to celebrate on the field. He came down early, obviously way too early, 
and was it just could not wait to get on the, that field and celebrate. And it ended up being uh, ended up being not for him, and it, it was that that was devastating. It was disastrous. But so, I mean, for those of you that like follow my personal news feed, you you see that every week through the playoffs, I posted my my predictions or who I thought was going to win. And this one, I was really like up in the air. Like I, I, I honestly thought that the Patriots would win, but I would. I'd picked against the Falcons throughout the whole playoffs, and I was like, well, you know, I don't want to pick them and then jinx them. I was like, I really hope they win because, you know, we're from Columbus, Ohio, and we just we hate Tom Brady, and not to mention you hate Tom Brady because you're a Dolphins fan, and he yeah. literally kills you two times a year. Sometimes, yeah, it's 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 crazy. But I mean, this was the best Super Bowl, and I mean, I truly, truly can't even hate on them. I mean, they put together one hell of a comeback in the first the first half. Bill Belichick got out coached. I mean, the speed was too much for him. Yeah, it's like they weren't even ready. Like they they came in and, and Atlanta was firing at all cylinders. They were running the ball, throwing the ball. They were shell shocked. Defense played great. Like everything they did. It was, it was amazing. Like to they see. were they were literally shell shocked, and then halftime goes by, and you know the Patriots do what the Patriots do. Bell Belichick had time to sit down and and yeah, that the the extended uh, halftime I think really really yeah. hurt Atlanta like because they, they they just were not the same team, and and it, you could you could tell it, it caught like the Patriots made the adjustments and, and yeah they had time to to make the necessary adjustments on both sides of the ball. Let's not yeah. forget about that. It wasn't just the offense. Yeah, their defense played lights out. Like they couldn't stop Atlanta the first half, and then, yeah. you know in the fourth quarter, like they held them to nothing. Like, Devontae Freeman did whatever he wanted in the first yeah. the first half, whether it was receiving or, or rushing. And then in the second half, all of a sudden the defensive line comes to life, and I mean they're all over Matt Ryan and and the running backs for that matter. Yeah, I I really think it was it was more of a case like just from from my perspective, I think that uh the Atlanta I think Atlanta lost it more than the Patriots won it. I think that Atlanta's defense got worn down. They they were they were played into the ground and, and they I think the Patriots ended up having 96 snaps versus the Falcons only played off, offensive snaps versus the Falcons only had 40 some offensive snaps. Like that's a huge disparity. And to say that that they went through um, all that and they just could not could not hang on anymore. Right, right. I think it all comes down to experience. You know, the Patriots they had been there before. That Falcons team has not been that far, and it really showed in the second half. I mean, the the more mature team hung in there and came back and won. Yeah, even like play to play, like like comparing offensively, like. You watch the Patriots. There's no panic on Belichick's face. There's no panic no. in Brady. There's no panic on that team at all. And and you're like you're watching as a fan. You're like, why are the Patriots? They, they let the play clock ran down five. Like even when there's only a couple minutes left, they did not ever hurry up. They did not. It was like it was. They were just calm and they, they did their methodical thing. And and conversely, like. The Falcons, they should have ran it down to two seconds every single time on that play clock, yeah. and they didn't. They, they sometimes they snapped it with t- you know ten seconds left. They had no business snapping that 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 ball with less than than two seconds left on that play clock. They they, they gave the Patriots a lot of time. And you know what kills me though is Julio Jones was 
essentially doing whatever he wanted to the Patriots the entire game. Oh, I caught four balls. Yeah, but I mean, whenever he, he got it, it was an amazing catch, you mm-hmm. know. Like the one he had at the middle, and then the, the one on their one of their last drives there, where he caught it at the 21. Was yeah, it 21, 21, yeah. And it's just like, well, why, what, what's the problem, you know? And you look at it, and it's just like, that defensive line stepped up. I mean, they put pressure on Matt Ryan finally. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that drive right there was was the game right there. I think that catching the ball on the, on the twenty one yard line, and I think it was a third down pass if I remember correctly, yeah. and having a first down with under four minutes left in the game, being up were they up eight at that point or were they up fourteen at that point? Uh, eight. Okay. Eight. And and um. Or on a 16. But, uh, so they're right there. All they have to do, if they kick a field goal, you're essentially going to ice the game because then, you know, the Patriots need an onside kick and that's such a, you know, that's such a, a low percentage thing. And uh, getting getting that, that right there and then, then going backwards after that, it was just, like, indefensible. The play calling was terrible. They sh- The first play should have been, you know, a run play. The first, Everything that they did, it was just, it was a horribly called thing. They, they needed to they needed to run time off the clock there but, and then kick a field goal at worst run the ball kick a field goal be up you know was it eleven be up eleven points you know what what kills me though is first half was let's get on Tom Brady's ass let's put him to the ground let's make him uncomfortable and what's like the the number one reason why you see teams lose is because they give Tom Brady options mm-hmm. like you can cover all those receivers and that was their game plan was to cover the receivers. And because they were so, I mean, worried about him after the, the showing they put on on the Steelers. Well, and I, even though I, I, they still played man to man most of the time, most yeah. of that game, and I don't think New England was expecting man to man, expecting Atlanta to play man to man because they, they 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 got to Tom Brady a lot, and a lot of Brady's throws, especially in the first half, were off. Like yeah. he, he missed a lot of throws. His receivers dropped a bunch of throws. Like they, they were just all out of sync, and you can credit the, the Falcons' defense. But he, what happened when they took the pressure off of him in the second half? They gave him time, and he picked the defense apart. And guess what happened? It wasn't the receivers that had record-setting days. It was a running back that had a record-setting day. Yeah, James White, and and, and it's like, and, and you have to credit the Falcons' defense. Like they they were not one of the best defenses of all year. Like no, they did. They, they got better they as could. the year went on. And and to to do what they did, I think you could not have asked for any single thing more from them. Right. They they were beyond tired. And they still played a hell of a game. That defensive line played great. The their their secondary played great. I mean, the, that that whole defense, you know, is the only reason they they got to where they were at the end. Of the end because I they, I honestly think the better team won, and the better coaches won. Yeah, I mean, it just showed at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, I think it, it, yeah, exactly. You see that that what you needed the the obviously I think you, if you if you kind of stack them up next to each other, you look at the coaching obviously. Belichick's, you know, one of the greats, and and uh, that I think that right there, if you just look at that, I think that was the difference. I mean, he I always think. has a great coaching staff too. I mean, even though uh, Josh McDaniels called a terrible first half, particularly his red zone calling, like I, I was like, yeah, what is he doing? I, it seemed like I think they thought that Legarrette Blunt was just going to like run all over Atlanta. Like I think that was like New England would say, hey, we're going to run Legarrette Blunt, and that'll set up other things. Well. They found out real quick that Legarrette Le- Blunt wasn't going to run at all yeah. against this, the Falcons' defense. Like the Falcons were prepared for him. He was. He didn't get anything going. 
Um, so I think that put them all. I think that that kind of messed up their whole game plan because that it's seemed funny. like they, they were out of sorts there. Legarrette Blunt fumbled and turned the ball over, and you really didn't see him a whole lot after that. Like they were done with him. I mean, he got in a, a, like a couple more times in the second half, but that was about it. But uh, how about the Julian Edelman catch? Yeah, yeah. So so and that, so it's right after the 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 amazing like Julio Jones. That's probably one of the best catches in 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 ever. In a, in a game, you see yeah. the the pass like it was just like the defender was right there and it was right over the defender's hands and two toes on the on the on the sideline. Yeah, it, unbelievable! One of the great catches you'll ever see ever. And then you go and, and come back and, and it's got this like amazing uh, catch that Edelman. It's, it's like that the Antonio Freeman catch from years and years ago with Green Bay uh, when they played the, the Vikings. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, or the, the Tyree catch against the Patriots. Yeah. You know, a few years ago in the Super Bowl. Like that's that's the kind of catch it was. It was it was this game changing, game saving catch for them. Yeah, it, you know the challenge. Uh, did they challenge that or was yeah? It? And that, that was another bad coaching call. Yeah. There's no they should not have challenged. That they call. lost a timeout that they yeah, needed. They needed. To. If they would have had that timeout, they might have been able to kick a field goal. Yeah, and, see that, and I, that that goes to my point. I think I think the biggest reason that the Falcons lost is because of coaching, um, especially in the second half. Like they, they they were down to to. One timeout when they had to challenge it, and then they lost their last timeout on it. If they had at least one timeout in that last drive, they had, they had 51 seconds or whatever it was for that last drive. That's a long time if you have timeouts. Yeah. If you have no timeouts, you're in big trouble having to drive the whole, the right, whole right. thing. All they need was a field goal. So one timeout would be, would have been and monumental. They could have totally hit Julio or one of the many good receivers they have, you know, and got them in position. Yeah, and seeing like that, I mean, and and, and seeing how emphatic the, that referee was that, that called that catch. Like he was in there, like like he caught. No, he, he was like one hundred percent sure. You see he was that, all over and it. you had time to see the replay. You could have let it run down in the two minute warning. And yeah, then, that's the thing. You got to think somebody in the box is looking at that and on the headphones to Dan Quinn. And they're like, dude, do not waste our time out on this. But that just goes to show you, I mean, they were desperate at that time. <laughs> like, so desperate. They did not want them to score, obviously. And, I mean, it just blew it there. I mean, that's, like you said, that was one of the many bad calls that, that they made. Yeah, I think that, that was such a crucial, crucial thing. Um, it, it, it's losing their time. And I don't remember what they used their timeouts on before that. There are other two timeouts, but... Obviously, and hopefully they were, were something good. But obviously not because they 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 didn't score many more points in the second half. So yeah, it's um, it's gonna be really interesting to see if Atlanta is the same team next year, losing Kyle Shanahan to the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. I think I think some of the play calling was suspect there, but you can't you can't you know look down on, on the the accomplishments of the entire year. Like yeah. He, he, he turned Matt Ryan to the NFL MVP. Yeah. Um, he took Matt Ryan's game to the next level. Yeah. Who, who my dolphins passed on, by the way. Yeah. Um, and who did uh, they draft that year instead of him? Jake long. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can see what kind of a, he's no longer with them, right? No, he hasn't been with him for a while. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I think I think it'll be interesting. I I still think he's a good coach. I think I think he he, he might you know he should do good in, in uh, San Fran. He's had some more time to learn and 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 clearly he 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 turned that team from uh, you know usually Atlanta's one of the teams they're they're good during the regular season and they go out in the, in the first you know round first or second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and and he I think he advanced them to where they haven't been before. So it's it, it it's I think it'll be interesting to see. San Francisco is a is a trash can of a, of a, of a team. That's so. the worst place to go get a job right now in the NFL. Yeah, well, the worst. The Browns. I don't know. It'd be a tough competition. I'd rather go to the Browns, dude. 
I'd rather go to the Browns. But, uh, okay, so now that we've got the game, you know, uh, underway or whatever you want to call it, we've got that out of the way. Let's talk about the halftime show. I Personally, I was ready to watch this. My news feed was lit up with a bunch of ignorant people that were like, I'm boycotting it because Lady Gaga is going to do something political. And what she do, she comes out and sings two American songs. I mean, that's just, if you're an American, you're proud to hear those songs every time. And then what else does she does? She jumps off the fucking roof down onto the field. How badass is that? Yeah, that was incredible. I, I, I remember, you know, uh, when she was, you know, planning her thing that she she wanted to do it. I think she wanted to do her, her, her whole show from the roof. Um, but I, She I, I definitely wanted to be different than anybody that ever performed at halftime. Yeah, and that was, I mean, it was incredible just to see her up there, like, like how was she going to do the whole show up there? Like, you were one of, then you saw the cables on her, and like, I guess she's going to go down. And then, like, she didn't just, like, like kind of, like, w- lowered down. She jumped, and, it, like, like it was, in, it was she amazing. She jumped, and then, they, like, I guess at a certain time, it, it, it was kind of slowly going yeah, down. Yeah. But still, she jumped. That takes some balls, because I'd be like, uh, I remember when Owen Hart jumped from the top of a building, and he's dead. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> that's a wrestling uh, thing there, if anybody doesn't know that. But, I mean, I thought she gave a really great performance. I mean, uh, This Land is, is Our Land was great that she did. And, I mean, all of her songs just flowed really well. And, I mean, uh, the outfits looked kind of cool, even though a lot of people were comparing her to uh, Gozar from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. Yeah, but, she she did. I mean, it was it was amazing. Like I, I don't know how she like kept her breath that whole time. Like yeah, like I mean, singing that that long for that straight. Like it was just like like it was a seamless. Like it was, I, and, I, I mean, she's dancing on top of that. That all kinds proves, of stuff, yeah. that right there. I mean, just proves to you and shows that I mean, it's not just about singing. I mean, you have to your body has to be in great shape. Yeah, so you don't you don't which, see a lot of like fat out of shape uh, like music stars because no. there's, there's a lot of going into. All the you know the, the showmanship and, and and the performance is yeah, a lot. And I mean on. anybody who's gotten a good look at Lady Gaga, she's in phenomenal shape and she's got one of the best bodies. Which by the way, she was super hot last night. I mean she's super hot anytime. Always, yeah. But I mean it was nice. It was definitely it, my personal opinion. It's one of the better halftime shows that I've seen of all time. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. It's I mean top three for me. Yeah, I mean I for me I I'd, I'd have to say. You know, I really enjoyed Bruno Mars' set a couple years ago, uh, and then this Lady Gaga. But I mean, Michael Jackson to me still has one of the better ones from the early '90s. But I mean, what's your favorite? Uh, I think it's probably U uh, two. Yeah, right after nine eleven. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got that out of the way. I mean, if you're listening to this, you can tell us what your favorite Super Bowl halftime show is. We'll be glad to have a conversation with you about it. But, uh, and I just, I, I really laughed after that, the halftime show though, all those ignorant people missed a great performance because they thought something was going to happen that didn't happen. You know, hopefully they didn't watch the commercials though. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, cause we're going to talk about that next. That's next on the list. Favorite commercials from Super Bowl. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, um, it was more, more, a lot more political than I thought. Maybe I, I, I didn't know. I, yeah. knew, I knew we'd see some political stuff just because of, of the our, our kind of. I mean, I was busy on Twitter like during the commercials, but I was kind of watching and kind of not watching. And I noticed like 
a good portion of them, I'd probably say about 80% of them were political. I mean, it was just Anheuser-Busch was political. I mean, even if they weren't political, they were about, um, you know, issues that we're going through in our society. Like the Audi commercial you just showed me was about a guy, you know, trying to explain to his girl that he's she's not going to be as good as a man. And, um, you know, which that I really didn't care for that one because I think a, a lot of women are successful nowadays. Um, that That's just me, though. I've, I've been around a lot of successful women. So it's and other people I can see where they... Yes, they feel differently. Statistically, it's still, yeah. it, there's still a disparity between men and women. Right. Yeah, um, they don't get paid as much. That's a fact. Uh, so I thought I thought it was really cool of Audi to do that commercial. Um, I, had, I thought it had a really good message, and and, and I liked it. It said that they're they're committed to equal pay for equal work, which is you know I think that it shouldn't even be a, like it shouldn't be a thing. Like there's no reason if you, for doing the same job you should be paid less because of your gender. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make it shouldn't any happen sense. that way. Um, so. What's your favorite one out of all of them? Uh, I like it was funny. I, I saw a, a tweet that said uh, um, that, that Cam Newton's uh, uh, you know he, he got to throw a touchdown during the Super Bowl. Yeah, so that was that was funny. Um, that one was really funny because like the guy was like, "If that's a Buick, then then the, our quarterback is Cam Newton or whatever." And and sure enough, Cam's out there and he's like hikes the ball and he's like dropping back like throwing kids off of him and one kid's open in the end zone and he sees him and the kid's like, no, don't throw it to me. No. And he throws a bullet and the kid goes like 50 yards after that. That was awesome. Yeah. I really liked the, uh, was it the tide commercial with, uh, with, uh, Terry Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. It was a two set commercial. Yeah. The, uh, the, um, the best part was Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, the dad uh, from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, he, that was he was the best part, the best part of that commercial, I think. But um, I don't really like Terry Bradshaw very much. Yeah, Terry the, uh, Bradshaw is kind of like old news to me. Well, and, yeah, he. I mean, he's he, so annoying. He, and then, like on top of that, he he's even more annoying to me this year because of the stuff he said about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. It's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I mean, he he had a rough uh, post game too. He. Uh, he um he called uh, uh James White James Lewis when, oh, he, when wow. he came up on the on the on the when he was up on the stage interviewing him because he won the MVP and he was like he's like James Lewis come on up here and <laughs> so that was kind of awkward yeah I'd be like uh, no I'm James White dude yeah um but yeah, I I liked Jeffrey Tambor in that commercial it was really funny you know one thing that was funny to me was uh, I kept seeing all the tweets about uh, people complaining about Joe Buck being in love with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, I didn't get that sense yeah. very much. Like, I, I, he's a, he, what else can you say about Tom Brady? I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I didn't it? think it was overly over too over the top for love for Tom Brady. I it thought, I thought, it wasn't as bad as him talking about Kyle Schwarber during the World Series. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't nearly as bad as that. So I don't want to hear people complain too much about it. Yeah, I, I did. Like, it could have been much worse. Like, there could have been a lot more, you know, gushing over Tom Brady. But I, I thought it was it was fun. So. I was a little sad this year. There really wasn't a Doritos commercial. Yeah, I don't remember one. Yeah, that, well, I, I believe they said they weren't going to do one. But my favorite commercial was the Skittles commercial. Yeah, that was a good one. the guy's like, trying to get his girlfriend to wake up, and everybody's like scooting over, catching the Skittles in their mouth. That was that was funny, because yeah, the groundhog sold it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was it for me. Um, okay, so with that being said, commercials... We got a teaser of Stranger Things. 
Yeah, uh, it was exciting. Like I, I don't like I don't read up a lot of, on a lot of stuff. Like you know, find out when stuff's coming back usually. But so I, I didn't know when it was coming back. Um, but to, it was kind of a surprising thing to see. Hey, it's coming back. But then they're like, well, it's coming back on Halloween. So you've got uh, some time to. You've got to a wait. lot of time. <laughs> yeah, like I was like. I had a, a nice little tweet that a lot of people like, but it was like, you see the Stranger Things commercial and you're like, you're just jaw dropping. I mean, it looks like it's going to be 10 times better than it was last time. Yeah, it was a great teaser. I mean, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it did its job, I think, because it got you like excited. And yeah. then and at the end, especially like, when oh, you hear the music, you know? Yeah. And then you see Halloween and you just like sad face. Like it just immediately put you down. But I mean, I guess. You know, there's so much TV to watch. You know, leading up to that, it'll it'll be nice to have it come in at that time around Halloween. Yeah, you have plenty of time to prepare yourself for it. To clear clear your schedule and all that, you can yes make make time for it. Yes, and uh, you know that's of course that's going to be an all nighter for me. I'll watch it until I'm done with that. So, um, so did you stay up and watch uh, 24 afterwards? Uh, of course I did. All right, all right. What'd you think? Um, well, twenty four is is probably my favorite show ever. Um, I was nervous because it's obviously it's missing Jack Bauer, and and to me twenty four is Jack Bauer, um, or Jack Bauer is twenty four. But um, so, but obviously I'm excited because I I liked the, the when they came back for it um, a couple years ago, and I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was good. Um, it has you know the same kind. Of, seeing the clock back, it was weird because the clock is blue now. Yeah, the clock's blue. Um, which I, I don't know. That's different. And then seeing uh, the lead character was Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, Dr. Dre is about to fuck somebody up. Yeah, so that that was weird. <laughs> so, like so stuff like that, you have to kind of get like get that out of your head. Like once you see him in yeah, the wire, like I, like it, it, it's still it, weird. Is it a three night? Premiere. I think it's two. I think it's two. Just so we get another one tonight. Tonight, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, it it started out a little slow, but I think it's gonna pick up and it's gonna be pretty good. I mean, you know, it's it's got most of the same writers, and I mean, anybody who's watched like Homeland, you know, where the writers translate into a, a different story. I mean, there it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, and I think that dude's more than capable of being good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna like. There's some things like I don't know if it's just me getting older and 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 noticing things in a different way or watching things in a different way. Like some of the things that you know happen in the episode, you're like, you know, when he when he uh, when he leaves his phone with a little thing in there, like why would he just leave the phone sitting in the bed? You know, yeah, and and his, and his boy. Well, takes he it. was distracted. There was five men shooting at him. Yeah, but something like that that could you know it was like a this 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 super important piece of of a. Uh, this memory card or whatever, like yeah, you think you take a little better care of it, but uh, stuff. But you see, like, and that sets up a whole another storyline. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I, I have no doubt it's going to be good. I'll, I'll watch it every week. How and, and sweet was it when he shot the uh, 
the thing off of the yeah. Well, you knew as soon as they as soon as they showed it, you yeah. knew that was you knew that was coming. The like, one guy got it, like crushed by it. Yeah, it's like in this little alley. It looks like like um, ramp that's going down. There's stuff on both sides. You're like, I mean, it was one of those things that you like. Oh, you guarantee you this thing's coming down and it's rolling over somebody. Like it was just a- now. How stupid do you have to be to get ran over by that? Because the minute I see that thing come down, I'm I'm running away. Fuck yeah, that dude. He exactly. That, that whole I guess that whole scene was my one of my biggest problems with the episode. Like it was like. There were so many things that, like, it's just like common sense would be like, "Hey, don't, don't." But do it was that. still one of the sweetest parts of the episode. Yeah. Uh, seeing the guy get ran over because you know, of course, they made, they had the weirdest sound effects, and he was just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to see the uh, um, how the season plays out. My my one thing is is I'm really curious to see how Jack Bauer ish. Um, he's going to be like yeah. I, I'm wondering like how because you know Jack Bauer did everything like he was like the best interrogator he was the best best at everything he, he you know he saved the world and this guy's not a homeland security specialist he's just a, a regular yeah he's an army ranger an army ranger so so yeah I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that like what level like how much they make him like Jack Bauer if he's going to be something like a different type of a of a character or like how how that works because that, that's my my, my my it seems like they're carrying on with the on the run style 24 you know with, with this one we got a glance into the new ctu and the one girl had to shock the guy because she's got a, a drone feed up helping him you yeah. know and so i mean obviously it's gonna sound like something's gonna if, come back on him what edgar's cousin or whatever so that's yeah interesting uh, i'm i can't wait to see uh it's supposedly this is gonna tie in somehow because tony almeida is, is yeah, gonna yeah be he's in back this. So, and who knows, we might get a sneak peek at something. Is he the only returning person? I, I don't know. I, and who knows what they've kept secret and what, you know, they want you to know. But I, I'm excited for it. I mean, I really loved the last season of 24. And, you know, we never found out what happened to Jack Bauer. All we know is Jack Bauer's on the run. But, I mean, I, I kind of hoped if they continued on with it that we'd get the blonde-haired chick. But this guy's cool. So, I'm, I'm excited for it and... It is what it is, you know. Yeah, I, I'm. I, yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes, and then you know, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to. We'll see what happens tonight, and uh, it'll, it'll set up the rest of the season. I'm sure. I just want to see fuck some people up, you know. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's one of classic, the like, yeah, the, like one of the the was it season eight, I think of twenty four, when Jack that guy throws a knife at Jack. And it, it gets him, and he pulls it out and throws it back and kills somebody <laughs> and shoots somebody else. And I was like, holy shit. So I hope we get some of those scenes, you know, like the good action that 24 is known for. Yeah, I have to find my, uh, I have some CTU glasses and, and, and get them out and start drinking from them again. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, CTU. Yeah, I need to change my ringtone to CTU again. Yeah, I, remember I had that for the longest time, yeah, the, the CTU ring, ringtone. Have the, have the phone ring, you know, like CTU, so I can feel like a badass. Yeah, I was sad when CTU I mean, was gone a couple years ago, or a couple of seasons ago, whatever. Yeah, was that the Freddie Prince Jr. season? Or did he work at CTU? I don't remember. I can't. It's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah, and I've seen it, that show twice. Like, I watched it when it when it was, you know, on air, and then I, I rewatched it on Netflix again. Like, I just, that's the only show I've ever done that with. I, I, I love it so much. I haven't watched it twice, but I watched it when it came on Netflix. I watched it all the way through. And. You know, it was great. I loved every minute of it. I can't see watching it week to week. That and that was my. And I remember back back in the day. And this is maybe even before DVR. I can't remember right when I had DVR. Like 
having to, to make sure I'm at home right when the show came on to watch it because you just cannot miss it. it was, I remember it was a big deal about people complaining having to wait for 24. So 24 was one of the first shows to say, all right, we're going to film it all and we're just going to release it in the winter and you can watch it all the way out through June. And that, I, th- I always thought that was really cool of them to do. So, I mean, you know, 24 is kind of responsible for the way shows are shot now. So. Yeah, I remember, because that show was agonizing. Was usually every week there was some sort of cliffhanger. You're like, like how, how do I have to wait another entire week to watch, to see what happens? And yeah. it, that was one thing they were, they were famous for. That, and they always had to wait for, you know, Kiefer Sutherland to get out of jail for DUIs. <laughs> yeah. He seemed to get one, like, every other month. But, <laughs> but well, I mean, speaking of Kiefer, like, his current show is amazing. Like, we, I think we both, we both love it. Oh, yeah. Um, Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor, yeah. It's like you watch him and you just kind of fall right back into into Jack Bauer. Like you're like this is Jack Bauer's the president now. This is the best. What would happen if that really happened in real life and Betsy DeVos became president? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'd be in worse shape than we are now, and then I, I I can't even imagine. But that. actually, if if it were the same same way that it is in that show, because he's. He's the homeland, uh, well, not He's homeland. the HUD, yeah. He's the HUD. HUD secretary. So it would be Ben Carson in real life. <laughs> exactly. So, you, <laughs> so, I don't know. Let's let's just keep that uh, fiction, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, it, it's a great show. I love it. I can't wait for that to come back on. Yeah, When's yeah, that come back on? That had a cliffhanger, too. I, I think it comes back this spring, I, I, or, or sometime, I think maybe April, I want to say, but I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Kiefer's killing it in that show, though. Um. So, what do you? We'll close out on what you're looking forward to. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Um. Well, not. I mean, I I I'm more of a a sports person than than like a movie person. So, uh, I think just baseball season coming back, and uh, hopefully my Braves can get a couple more wins than they did last year. All right. Um. I will accept that. Yeah, and then uh. Well. And and probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most, but we're you know it's hockey season now. We're we're in the come down the stretch here for the for the Jackets. We've had a great season this year. Um, I can't I can't wait to see what happens. I'm going to Detroit tomorrow to see him play in the J. Lewis Arena. First time I've ever been there, and and it's the last year for that. For the that last time you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really really excited for that. I'm excited for the, to see how the season ends up. We're almost like and you and B are going to that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never. Uh, I've never been, you know, been to Detroit. Period. So it'll be cool to get up there, um, check it out, and then um, and see where the season takes us. We're almost guaranteed a uh, a playoff spot now, by based on how many points we've already, you know, accumulated. But uh, it, it's it's such a I, I love hockey. Hockey's my favorite sport. So uh, we'll see how this how this goes. What are you looking forward to? John Wick two comes out this week, and then March is right around the corner, and uh, that's got a. Iron Iron Fist, I believe. Mm. I'm ready for that. Um, Logan, I'm ready for Logan, and I'm ready for the new Power Rangers movie. That looks freaking awesome. Does that come out this year? Yeah, March. Okay, it comes cool. out in March. Yeah, well, I'm looking for obviously looking forward to like Walking Dead coming back here. Yeah, Walking Dead comes back next week too. Um, I still still enjoy that show. I think I, I imagine I, Game of Thrones comes back soonish. Yeah, probably April. Probably April. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's that's closing out too on for on, on its uh, finale. Only twelve episodes left, something like that. Yeah, yeah they're gonna split the the yeah, last season. Six and up. six, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Power, Power Rangers that that'd be cool. I'm I'm, I'm looking for that. Hopefully, I I'll have to check out the the trailers more, but see if that's appropriate for my uh, my my son to go to. I don't know. It's PG thirteen, so I gotta you know that's your discretion. <laughs> yeah, I have to, to see. I'm not sure if you want him like kicking stuff and trying to flip around the house. Well, and, he does it already. So uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's all we have. So until next time, we'll see you later. See ya.